from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs. This is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. And welcome back to another episode of Locked On Chiefs. Uh, we have an interesting episode to talk to you about today. Uh, we are going to dive into Patrick Mahomes. I'm sure none of you really want to hear about that, but uh, we have a couple thoughts we want to go over. Yeah, and you know, first and foremost, I hope you guys had a safe holiday. Welcome back. Uh, we are really trying to dig deep here as we get into this, the finer details as we get ready for training camp. Uh, I'm not going to say what, you know, number is left, but I am counting. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Uh, and I think a lot of Chiefs Kingdom is counting down. Uh, really do appreciate all the new iTunes reviews and, and all the comments on the Locked On Chiefs account and, and my personal accounts. Um, hope you guys had a great holiday. And uh, let's talk about what everybody likes to talk about, the quarterback. Uh, fantastic player, obviously. Um, going to be a big part of Kansas City going forward for a very long time. We already know that. Um, but how special was his year last year? I mean, besides being an MVP, that's got to tell you something. It is remarkable in terms of, I don't know how long it's been since anybody got close to that kind of output. Yeah, not as a basically a rookie. Uh, and I know he was a second year player, but he's still basically a rookie with the amount of playing time he had. Uh, it was phenomenal. And you look at what he did and, and we talked about it before the season started. And I'll be the first to admit, I think both you and I were on the uh, thought process that we needed to slow down and, and not try to pressure, put too much pressure on him, uh, and, you know, walk back expectations. He blew everything away for me. Yeah. I, to say that clearly, if you go back to my, my prediction this time last year, um, he kind of made me look silly in terms of, I think I, <laughs> I, think I said 26 and 12 interceptions and, what did I say? 3,100 yards. So, I mean, I, I couldn't have been more wrong, but that was me being a little bit conservative. But even those that were really far out on, on just being overly optimistic were still coming up short when, when the season was tallied. Yeah. 5,100 yards almost. Uh, second most passing yards in the NFL behind Ben Roethlisberger, uh, and 50 touchdowns. It's just a phenomenal year for Patrick Mahomes. And you know he's going to be the face of the franchise for a very long time going forward. Uh, and he's, what, 23 now? Uh, going to be 24 uh, coming up for, for too long. So he's going to be in Kansas City for quite a while, and he's going to be playing for quite a while. Uh, I would say he's got conservatively at least 10 years, uh, if not more. Um, now, we're going to get into – how we project and what we could really see him doing in those 10 years uh, over the next couple of minutes. And this is kind of just going to be a fun show. And, and uh, please let us know your thoughts. Yeah. I mean, and I'm looking forward to thinking about that, but talking about longevity, I think the key for Patrick, because he is a mobile guy, um, you know, he's not Alex Smith mobile, but he's not been Roethlisberger either. That plays a key role. The only thing that it does is it does open him up for more impacts with defenders. And that's something that uh, forecasting his longevity becomes a little bit harder that way. But I, I agree with you. There's no reason in my mind from what we've seen from him, as long as they continue to stock the offensive line and it just doesn't become a sieve, that he can't play at least 10 years and, and maybe more. When you look at guys that have played into their 40s, start imagining 17, 18 years of Patrick Mahomes. Well, and beyond that, I mean, you have to look at uh, what he's done and what he can do in the future. But you look at you start looking at his durability and 
he's got to learn. And I think one of the, th- the biggest things that he has to learn to do this year is to find ways to make amazing throws a second earlier or half a second earlier, which is a long time in the NFL because it'll save his body. Uh, he can take some of the shots at 22, 23. If he continues taking those shots at 28, 29, he will not play as long as he should be able to. Yeah. And that's, that's going to be the key. It's, it's not just about building the roster in order to maximize what he already has as talents, but it's also about protecting those talents through the long term. Yes. This is uh, clearly an open Super Bowl window for them right now. Uh, if they can get the defense back, they can certainly contend for it, if not win it. But it's also a time where you have to start looking at, uh, you know, the, the Marty era. Can they be a perennial? Is there, is there things down the road in terms of contracts or anything like that that, um, you have to start planning for that so that you can be a perennial contender, a perennial AFC championship game team. And that, I think that's probably the, the bigger goal overall. I agree. So when we start looking at this, 5,100 yards, basically 5,400 yards if we're going to round up uh, for his career so far. Uh, so, I mean, if you really want to round up, you can go 5,500 yards for his career uh, and still 50 touchdowns because he didn't throw any TDs against Denver in week 17 two years ago. Um, looking at it from that perspective, you have a situation where I don't think he's going to throw for 5,000 yards of 50 TDs every year. Uh, with the way the NFL is going, I wouldn't be surprised if he's at 4,500 and 40 for the next 10 years or around there averaging that for the next 10 years. Just because I think that the NFL is going to continue the off the offensive onslaught of points. Wow. I mean, that's, that's saying something when you talk about, you know, what a normal MVP season is in terms of yardage. That's, man, I'm going to pull that up real quick because that's pretty incredible. There have been a grand total of 11 5,000-yard seasons ever. So even approaching that, even at 4,500, you're still talking about 50 seasons ever, 57 to be exact. That's how many, shocking. If he was going to take those, 10 of those. But how many of those are in the past five years? That's a good question. Um, I'd say 50% at least. You might actually be right. I'm looking down here in the last five years, back to 2013. Yeah, I would say you're probably very much in the ballpark there. So I'm not trying to say that, and I'm not saying he's going to hit 4,500 yards every year and he's not going to hit 40 touchdowns every year. But I do think that he has the ability to hit those numbers, especially if they keep the weapons around him. Now, Travis Kelsey won't be playing for the next 10 years. Tyree Kill should be able to. Uh, some of the other guys, hopefully McCole Hardman, uh, can can be a guy that can contribute for a long time. But Patrick looks to be a player that can expand what he is built on, and I do expect that he's going to have a good year this year. I don't think he's going to hit the numbers he hit last year. But I, and part of the reason I wanted to talk about that, and I think this is what we need to get into after the break, is I think he can hit some of these numbers and get to 50,000 yards in the next 10 in the next 10 years uh in 450 or 400 touchdowns let's just call it 400 touchdowns in the next 10 years the bigger question to me is is twofold is Andy Reid going to be here for more than another 3 or 4 years is he going to coach into his 70s cuz he's up there and 
will he slow him down a little bit? Yeah, and, and that's that's the big question. And I think I just for the sake of of argument, it feels a little bit overly optimistic to to even think forty five hundred yards, four thousand yards. I mean, that's generally an MVP season. Forty touchdowns is crazy. Uh, so thinking that you can go through what is most likely to be a, uh, a possible coaching change at one point uh, and losing at least Watkins and Kelsey uh, and probably any of the running backs. I mean, you're talking about a significant change to his weapons over that time frame. Maybe not in the next three years, but certainly after that. And I agree with that. But look at what he did his first game against Denver, his first start ever. He did a lot with almost nothing. Albert Wilson got a contract based on that game, and, and I will still say that to this day. And the people he was throwing to were not great players. I still have the same feelings about DeMarcus Robinson that we've been talking about. Uh, he did not have guys that were great to be throwing to, and he still threw for 300 yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, and was able to move the ball against one of the best defenses in the NFL, especially two years ago, that was the Broncos. Yeah, I, I understand where you're going. We do need to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, how coaching could really affect this. Today's show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there, do that, and get rewarded. All right, I know you think I'm being overly optimistic. and But even if you, even if you take that to 4,000 yards a year or 35 touchdowns a year, the numbers are still going to be there. The question is, is how long is Reed going to coach? And the other question is, is does he adjust what has happened uh, to not run up the score like he has in the past? And that's the that's the big thing. And not necessarily just running it up. Also is the factor that if you're improving the defense and, it, and if it works and you can sustain a top 15 defense over the next, you know, say eight out of 10 years, that takes a lot of pressure off of what you need to do in order to win ball games in terms of putting up points. And that may back him off significantly. Yep. Definitely could. I think uh, what I'm trying to say here is Mahomes has the ability to make those numbers. And I think that the chiefs are going to continue to put players around him to help him be able to create those numbers. The question becomes, is re going to allow him to get there? And is Re going to be around long enough to get what you see out of Mahomes? And the other, you could even take it a step further. Uh, we're talking three or four years out. I, I'm not sure what Andy Reid's age is. I know he's in his 60s, I think early 60s, if not maybe mid-60s. Uh, how long is he going to be willing to coach? Because if Mahomes and the Chiefs win a Super Bowl in the next three years, is Reed going to be done? You know, that's going to be the question. He is currently 61 years old. Okay. So, so, I mean, you have guys like Pete Carroll, you have guys, um, Dick Vermeil, even, I believe, coached into his seventies. So uh, there is precedent those, for that, but those guys are high energy and Reed's never been that guy to me. True. I mean, I, in terms of physical energy, yeah, I, I agree with you. They are guys that bounce around more. They're more animated. Um, but I will put it this way that Andy, Andy Reed is, you know, in terms of cognitively, I think he's more creative than both of them that have been very well respected coaches in how they do oh, design. I completely agree with both of them, with that with that uh with that comment. I completely agree. He is done very well cognitively and I don't I'm not saying he can't do it. 
I'm saying, will he want to continue to do it? He is basically a Hall of Fame type coach without a Super Bowl at this point. Right. If he gets and a Super Bowl, Hall of Fame is uh, a done deal. Right. And honestly, the only thing, and we can look at it this way too, the only thing that may keep re-coaching longer than he would think he would originally may be Patrick Mahomes. See, and that's that's what I'm thinking too. Like it gets to the point where you, even if you've accomplished your goal, if Andy Reid wins a Super Bowl, you still have this this moldable elite athlete, elite arm, and from everything that we've heard, and if you guys missed the franchise. Last week, uh, I think it was the episode, the third episode of that, um, that the Chiefs are producing in house. Some really interesting behind the scenes things, comments from Brett Veach about his photographic memory as well. That's something that plays directly into what Reed wants to do in designing off the wall, crazy kind of plays, taking offense to new heights with maybe the one quarterback in this league. Or maybe even to be in this league in that time frame that can actually help him do it. Possibly. It's, it's crazy to think about how this franchise could be headed in the next four or five years. There are tons of questions that we don't have any answers to right now. In fact, I do want to mention this, um, because it is going to play a big part in how things go over the next several years. Uh, it was reported, um, a little while ago that the NFL and FLPA are actually trying to get a, a uh, salary cap done, uh, get the cap negotiations done. Now, I don't think it happens, but that could also have a huge effect on what happens in Kansas city and in the NFL in general. Absolutely. It was uh, you know mid last week when I think it was uh Schefter or one of the ESPN guys um, said that not only are, are they talking, uh, trying to head this off because you know, given the tension between the CBA currently and all the rules and regulations and the, between the owners and the players, getting out ahead of it is, is a must if you want to avoid a work stoppage. Um, and it's, what was it? Whoever that was last week, I guess I'm it was sorry, Schefter. I can't remember. It was Schefter. Yep. Um, when he reported that, I think it was Tuesday. Uh, another little tidbit was not only that, but they have multiple meetings scheduled for this month for July. Um, and, a lot of teams don't open camp till, you know, late like the Chiefs the last week. Uh, so there's a lot of room to maneuver and get input from, from coaches, leadership, GMs, et cetera, et cetera. Right. But that's a really active time frame. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, Hunt is on the uh, finance committee, correct? Uh, he's the chair now. That's what I was thinking. Him even more so, uh, in a position to be influential about the direction the league goes. Right. So that's definitely a big thing for Kansas City. It's definitely a big thing for the NFL. I'm going to be pessimistic on that. Um, <laughs> I just deadline spur action. They're nowhere near a deadline right now. I mean, they're getting closer, but they're not close enough to where I think it gets done, uh, especially because it sounds like they want to get it done by the beginning of the 2019 season. And I'd be ecstatic if they got it done. I just have a hard time believing that it will end up happening because I can't imagine the owners are going to give up what the players really want and the players only leverage is to not play. Well, and this, this whole situation reminds me exactly of what's going on with Chris Jones as well in that it's about dollars. At the end of the day, it's about dollars. You can change little rules. I know the players, the coaches want to be able to hit more in practice. The players want to have to hit less. Uh, you know, there's going to be contentious parts about how the day-to-day operations of teams can be done. 
But at the end of the day, it's going to be about with more mega deals coming for international TV coverage, definitely the direct TV deals in the future, et cetera, et cetera. It's about getting a more balance. And I'm sure if the owners are willing to give up more cash in terms of percentage points to the players and to the union, some of those things are going to fall by the wayside. And at the end of the day, until you look at the dollars and cents about what a work stoppage would actually cost both sides, I, I think that's what's going to spur it. It's it's going to come down to dollars and cents. Absolutely. All that said, we kind of got off topic a little bit, but it all does affect Patrick Mahomes and where he go in the future and where the Chiefs go in the future. Yeah, we should probably take a break and come back and talk about Pat. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Why don't we do that right now? So now that we're back, just to, just to get back on topic here, I mean, the biggest impact, the coach, the, the CBA, et cetera, et cetera, in looking at his longevity is, I think, first and foremost, putting uh, back-to-back seasons together. Yep. But I fully expect he's going to be able to do that. And I think his weapons this year are better than they were last year. Uh, yeah, the, he doesn't have Kareem Hunt, and Hunt's a whole other issue who may not even be playing in the NFL by the time uh, the season rolls around. Uh, but otherwise, I think he's got he's got a better wide receiver group. Uh, Chris Conley was a good player, and he uh, held together that wide receiver core. But I think um, Michael Hardman can be a good player. I don't know that he's going to be what Conley was in his first year. Uh, but I well, that's where think- I'm at. I would call them having downgraded because of that. Cause I don't think Hardman can take on a role and contribute quite as much as Conley did last season. And that's fair, but I guess I am expecting more from Sammy Watkins this year. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I, I think it'll offset by what Sammy Watkins is able to do. I, if he's able to stay healthy, which has always been the key with him, uh, I expect more from Watkins this year. And, I also think that uh, they have some young guys. That, you know, I still think Byron Pringle is going to be playing. I don't know that he's going to be having the role that uh, you know Conley had or anywhere close to what Conley had. But I think even being having a better four or better five wide receiver uh, gives you the ability to run more wide receiver sets, and, and the lack of tight ends means they're probably going to run more wide four wide or five wide sets at times, and, and maybe use the running backs uh, split out as well. So I think he has a better core than he did last year, uh, regardless of whether or not Hunt is here. That's that's absolutely fair. I, I mean, and when you look back, I got to count it up here. Um, There were, by my count, 11 players that scored receiving touchdowns for Patrick Mahomes last year. So having to spread it around, having to take – um, what the defense gives you, especially when you have players that may be absent for times, you know, I, I think Mahomes has proven that he's going to take what he can take and he's just going to spread the ball around enough so that a lot of people can contribute. Uh, and I think that's going to be his saving grace. I think one of the interesting things that hasn't really been discussed very much, uh, that was something that you saw during the offseason or saw during the early part of the offseason that, uh, we just haven't even touched on is, Mahomes is working on his body right now. And that is huge. And I'm not saying he didn't have, and I know this is kind of a weird subject and a weird talk, but uh, I'm not saying he didn't have his body right last year, but he is really working hard to improve it going forward. And that is huge moving forward as well. Yeah, it is. I mean, especially when you're talking about, and he's admitted this, that sometimes when he breaks the pocket, his feet break down and he's unable to, 
uh, you know, launch from a platform that is really solid. Uh, and, and that's aided obviously by his arm strength all by itself. But b- having your feet in the right position is not just a function of your calves and your legs. It's about your core. It's about having everything from the shoulder down be able to provide that platform. That's something that if he can work on not just having the musculature and the control of the musculature to do that, but also being aware enough when to take that step to set up, I think that's going to make a big difference for him. Right. And also, if you get to a point where you have your body right at such a young age, it really extends the length of what you can do as a career. And when you're talking about Patrick Mahomes and money, you could be talking $20, $30 million a year, if not more, towards the end of his career, probably more at the end of his career. So uh, well worth the investment now and sure looks like he's working hard to get that right. And that is going to be a phenomenal thing for Kansas City moving forward as well. Yeah, and that just aids again to what we started talking about in his longevity, being able to see better, deliver the ball better, and take less stress on his body as it goes through. Um, it's just more reasons to think that, um, you know, a 10-year career may just be the starting point. Yeah. Well, and I'm not saying he's only going to play 10 years. I just was looking at a uh, baseline. Now, the one thing I do want to mention, and I know I'm being overly, maybe I'm being overly optimistic on his numbers, uh, and I understand you feel that way. What I will mention is, the whole reason we're talking about this today is this is something that I started thinking about two or three years ago before they even drafted Mahomes. And is there a QB in the NFL that can break some of the bigger records in the NFL? There isn't. Age-wise, it didn't look like Drew Brees. Uh, it didn't look like some of those guys were going to be able to get there. Tom Brady may play till he's 45 and break all the records. But you start looking at... Uh, the one guy that I thought maybe could was Matt Stafford because I, I thought he was going to have a long, the longevity to play in the NFL long enough. I don't know if they'll have the stats for it, but yeah, that, that's going to be the challenge. I think Mahomes can challenge that. Well, I mean, I mean you're talking, you project, you're talking 70, 75, 78, close to 80,000 yards passing in or just over 500 TDs. He can get close to the TD mark in 12 years, 13 years, if he does 35 to 40 a year on average. True. So the yardage is going to be more difficult. But uh, I mean, if you're talking 10 years and you're averaging 4,000 to 4,500, you're around 45,000 to 55,000 yards or 45,000 to 50,000 yards. So right. honestly, I don't know. I mean, you give him four or five more years on top of the 10 years, so he gets to 15. That puts him at 38. That's about when Peyton retired. He could pass all of them. Well, put it this way. Right now, Aaron Rodgers is number 10 on the all-time touchdown list. Uh, and Pat Mahomes is 288 touchdowns behind him. Yep. So, like you said, at that at that pace, you're talking, what, six, seven years? If they can maintain... The ability to have, uh, you know, guys that can get open and can, can take advantage of what Mahomes does. And then, you know, the upper echelons, and we're always talking about the same four guys. Brady, Breeze, Manning, and, and Favre, uh, are the top four in both touchdowns and yardage. Yep. Um, I think Marino is fifth in both. Yes, that's correct. Um, but the difference between, you know, getting to 50,000 yards at year 10, 11, something like that. 
you know, Drew Brees is sitting right now at 75,000. You know, by the time Drew Brees hangs it up, it's going to be over 80. And so that's, it's not just about how you start, but how you finish. And he's, if he wants to be that guy, he's got to be a 16, 18 year career. And I completely agree with that. But the craziest thing is you're saying Drew Brees is going to be over 80. Drew Brees is, I, I can't remember, 38, 39. And he's doing 5,000 yards a year at that age. So yeah. to me, that means that I, and I understand the state's offense is a little bit different. Sean Payton's always been a high scoring offense, but Andy Reid has always usually been a pretty high scoring offense as well. The question is, is how long is Reid going to coach? Like we said. And is he going to hold him back a little bit by not running up the score? Because at times the Saints do run up the score. Uh, they there don't seem are, to care as much. True, you know, and he he has thrown thirty plus touchdowns. I mean, every year since uh, two thousand seven. Yeah. So, oh, I'm sorry, two, uh, 2017, He did not. But his yardage has kind of dipped though, because after a run of of five thousand yard seasons. You know, he had 49 and 14, 48 and 15. <laughs> That's a huge dip, uh, dude. I know, right? But he was, again, MVP contention at that point. And now listen, in 17 dropped to 4,300 and in 2018 dropped to 29 or 3,900. Yep. That is a bigger dip. So, but it, it is. But you, know, you start looking long term. Uh, I'm just amazed because you have these QBs that can do that this year. They can still do that in their late thirties and sometimes even early forties. I think the person that's probably going to be taking a step back. And I know we say this every year. I really think that the loss of Gronkowski is really going to hurt the Patriots. Uh, they just don't have a tight end that can do what he can do. And I know Tom Brady has done it even without Gronkowski, but. Um, when you don't have to account for a tight end like that at all during the year, it changes the entire way you defend a team. Yeah, I mean, that could help. But if I know anything about those two, Brady and Belichick, is that they will come up with something. Um, to a lesser degree, McMinnie, I think. Right. But to a lesser degree, McMinnie, I think, is is decent working with those two. Um, and I refuse to use his actual name because I think he's just – an untrustworthy. He's a guy that I, I don't think should get another interview for a head job, but he will. Uh, but that said, the triumvirate there, I, I feel like there's enough creative power there that, that again, like we say every year, it could happen, but I'm not betting on it anytime soon. Well, ages or time is undefeated. Brady's up against it. I'm not going to say he's going to have a horrible year this year, but I do expect that he'll start slowing down at some point in the near future. And I just really, Maybe Nikhil Harry can be a good wide receiver for him. I just don't see it. Uh, but they've done it every year. So, you know, we'll continue to see how long Brady goes. Brady's going to be the guy to watch to see where the numbers end up at the end of his career because he's going to be, uh, by far and away number one, I would think in both touchdowns and, uh, yards. Yeah. I mean, he's got a ways to go yardage wise. He's what, uh, this is a good 4,000 behind Breeze. So that's that's a little bit to make up when you're both still playing, I think. No, I but, agree with that. But the question is, is Brady wants to play till he's 45. How much longer is Brewery's going to play? Yeah. I All he needs two seasons. <clears throat> Touchdown-wise, there's three separating them. So I think that's going to be uh, definitely something that if Brees should have any kind of trouble or they have you know a contract dispute with Michael Thomas or something like that, there could be a, a changing of the, the two and three seed there. Yep. 
Well, that is going to be it for us today. Thank you very much for listening, and we will be back talking to you tomorrow. Subscribe to the show on iTunes or Google Play. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Chiefs. Check out my work at RGR Football on YouTube, Chris's work on LockedOnChiefs.com, and all of Seth's film analysis at TheAthletic.com. Thanks for listening.